0: What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike, and we are discussing Invincible, episode three. This episode opens up with the memorial for the Guardians of the Globe. And I have to say, it was a nice touch, but ooh, starting out the episode, Omni-Man getting up there and you know delivering the eulogy to not only the public memorial, but also the private memorial i was just sitting there like
1: this pompous motherfucker
0: so wrong
1: like that whole that whole first speech was just ridiculous the second one was even worse because that was the more personal more personal funeral but it's like that first one man i was just like listen when he said when he said today we have lost titans protectors heroes and we are left to wonder who will save us now I will. I
0: will.
1: Then the pregnant. <laughs> then the pregnant pause, and then, and so will all others like me. I was like, you mm. arrogant son
2: of a. Well, you remember what? in in one of the previous episodes, someone referred to the guardians as his friends.
0: Oh, he did you know, right? in this memorial too. I,
2: I, yeah. I, well, him saying it is not the same as other people saying it. Him saying it, you know, is bogus. But I'm just saying, you know, as far as everyone is concerned they they were compa- compatriots
1: right
2: you know he just chose not to be one of them but they're, they're more like coworkers. I, I i don't know because how they reacted to him you know when he showed up earlier they didn't seem like they were that buddy buddy but you know i guess as a front to the world they they seem to be friends
0: i guess you could say there was probably like maybe Maybe they weren't friends, but maybe they they had a mutual respect for each other as crime fighters, but Omni-Man says in the eulogy that the Guardians welcomed him when he first came to Earth. So apparently he came to Earth, you know, we've had this, this theory going on that he came to Earth not necessarily to be its protector, but because his race of aliens Wanted to take over the earth. So maybe he came to the earth thinking that earth was not protected. And then he gets here, and not only are they protected, but they're protected by a group of seven heroes. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was one of those things where he was like, Okay, I have to buy my time. Let me just kind of present this United Front or whatever the case is. But we hear it a couple of times in the episode. Cecil says that. He has tried to recruit Omni Man into the Guardians for what he said 10 years. And he said mm-hmm. that Omni Man mm-hmm. wouldn't do it. He he made this statement, he doesn't take orders. Well, at least not from me. And I was like, oh, so who is he taking orders from?
2: Oh, yeah. When he said that, he said he doesn't take orders, at least not mm-hmm. from me. See, Cecil knows mm-hmm. some, Cecil has always known something was up. He just, this has never He's acted right. Like and he may not know how to, but, you know, as far as he's concerned, as long as he's protecting us and, and doing this thing, he Cecil will take it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think what derailed him is I think he probably fell in mm-hmm. love. That's probably went through his plan off. Yeah. He fell in love with, um, is it yeah. Debbie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He fell in love with her. I think that's probably what derailed it.
0: Yeah. And, and then had a kid,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, which, you know, kind of goes into the discussion talking about the previous episodes about you know whether that was part of the plan and now he has to you know he's gotten rid of the guardians yes but now there's this other super powered like really strong superpowered person i don't think the other superheroes that we see later on in the episode i don't think any of them really pose a threat to him mark might and that's probably going to be a cause of conflict for him if he is there on earth for nefarious reasons which I already know Anthony you say that he is
2: he is but, it's, it's, there's no doubt about it
0: but you know the other thing that he said in the memorial he called them his mentors his comrades his friends I was like you are really laying it on thick today like I I can see them as co-workers
2: yeah
0: if that's a thing. or And he, he even calls them that later on when he's in the privacy of his own home. But yeah, he was laying it on thick.
2: He and was. He, put, putting on the show. That's that's what he's been doing since he's been like, he's put, put, putting on the show. You know? Yeah, ceaseless. Funny. Yeah, he doesn't take orders. He, at least not for me. <laughs>
0: I was, like, I was <laughs> like, oh, so who does he take orders from? Right. Hmm. You know, and I noticed this in going back and watching the first two episodes and then watching this episode today, you notice that that there are little things that are said that if you don't think about it too hard, it just seems like regular little statements. But then if you think about it some more, it seems like it's a double entendre. Like there's a meaning behind that statement. Just like when Omni-Man went to the Flaxen's planet and he says, you don't seem to understand earth is not yours to conquer I was like okay so whose is it to conquer is it yours is that what you meant by that statement you know it just it's the tone of voice you know we can't really look at facial expressions because these are animated characters but you can hear a lot in the tone of voice and in the way these lines are delivered yeah. they are giving us like little clues about what's going on in this story
2: yeah, and even when they got home and he was like, hey, I feel like pizza. Yeah, I can go grab some and be back while the cheese is bubbling.
0: Oh, my God. It's,
2: it's like he's so apathetic about what happened. He's so indifferent. Of course he is, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, even even Debbie should be like, are, are you not, like, sad or upset? He's like, no, we just got to go on. I mean, it's, it's what's right. done is done. We move on. Mark's got to learn how to deal with this because it happens.
0: Right. And Mark, you know, Debbie was saying, hey, why don't you call William? He, you know, he starts going off like, what? I'm supposed to go hang out and talk about comic books after all of this? And Nolan says to him, he's like, hey, watch your tone. You've got to learn to leave that stuff away from home. And it's just one of those, I don't, I almost felt like, okay, so are Viltrumites like, are they like Vulcans? Do they not like have no emotion I mean, we know that that's not true because we know that he feels for his wife. We know that he feels for his son. We can see that very plainly when he interacts with them, but it's like everything else, everything having to do with that. He's just kind of like, okay, whatever.
3: Well, there's there's two different uh groups. There's the Kryptonians and then there's the the other plant that got affected. Uh and the, the that group of people is called Daxamites. So the Daxamites are a little less emotional when it comes to everything that happens to them, but personally they're more emotional. So maybe he's from a plant that's sort of like that.
2: See, I was thinking he's more like um, Zod's faction from Krypton, like we mm-hmm. are superior.
3: That's yeah, that that's a good point. And, yeah. and it yeah. seems
2: like he has hinted at that that like he's better. That's why he won't join the Guardians because he's superior. They're inferior, right. and everyone else is inferior, except he's in love with Debbie and his son. Mm-hmm. But everyone else is beneath him, and I think that's how the Viltrumites are probably probably like that. I mean, mm. think about it. you. You are a race of basically superpower individuals. Anything else is inferior.
3: True, true. So and, I, I yeah. feel
2: like he. I get a lot of Zod vibes from him. Just this is what we do, and we are the superior race, and and, and everything else is, is trash to me. Right. Just conquer these people, they're insects, and take over their planet for mm. our own. That's the kind of vibe I get from this guy.
0: Me too. I do get that. Okay, so the graveside service. We're talking about Omni-Man and his comments and everything. So the thing that really got me about the graveside service was Olga. Mm. I know her statement was not supposed to be funny, but in a way it was kind of funny. She was like, Joseph is finally standing still and I still can't see him. I was like, it's not supposed to be funny, but it was funny. But it was also really sad because I was like, I just felt sorry for her. But Omni-Man. See that,
3: that, that statement right there would have made somebody like me would have said, I don't care how jacked their bodies are. I actually want to see the body. I think that you know what I mean. I would have insisted, even though I
0: know I probably couldn't have taken it. I would have insisted. No, I mean one of his eyes wasn't even in his head. Remember when they when they walked in? Did
2: yeah, uh, someone
3: still, squish I them. would still I'm
0: insist. I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a child of the X
3: Files. I want to see the body. uh I'll pass. Man. I don't I
2: I, I I don't think in the state he was in she didn't need to see that.
0: No. No. I I guess I could kind of see having a morbid curiosity for someone I'm not emotionally attached mm. to before a person that I loved. Yeah, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She didn't need to see that. Yeah,
1: she would have been even worse off if she would have seen
2: him. Because that would that would be the last memory of him that and that would be Right. Be bad. So, this is my opinion uh and it's not like he got beat it's not like he got beaten down and his face was just a mess no he like has right, his head yeah. anymore.
3: right yeah well i and, I, yeah. I only say that because i know certain people have a hard time accepting that somebody has passed away and they sometimes they really need to see the body just so it clicks with them you know um I, I speak because I know of somebody who literally refused to admit that somebody had passed on until they actually saw the body.
0: Mm. I mean, yeah, We're no. talking
3: a whole, almost a whole, like, four or five days before they finally admitted.
0: Nah, so, something that mangled? Mm. Mm-mm. That's, mm-mm,
2: no. mm and, and chances are they didn't put the bodies in the coffins either. Chances are they kept the bodies to steady them.
3: That, yeah, so that could be
1: true. It's, it's possible that that was another reason. Because we know Immortal's not in right. there because they had, they did it did that whole thing with putting the thing on his head and preserving his head so that they could get him later. So you know he's not in there. So it's absolutely possible. And they they yeah. squirted whatever tartar sauce or whatever on Aquarius. Aquarius you
0: did not say tartar sauce.
1: Whatever was they put on there it's like you know I mean they probably are keeping them because it's like she said when Mark asked about why we had to have two services they were like well one's for the public and one's for the people that knew them so they could keep away from souvenir souvenir hunters because I mean even still you don't, you still don't want people digging up and saying ooh I want his cape or ooh I want the boots so I can sell them on, sell them on eBay and get rich real quick or just keep them like, a serial, like trophies and look at them like yeah, I can bring you back <laughs> I still love you. you yeah. know, and you, then the you, other you avoid of that all that. Is
2: some of them have secret identities and maybe their families who want to have their own ceremonies for that person. That you know, that would not right. necessarily be a ceremony for the guardian. You know I mean? uh-huh. Because then you would you would have the crazy situation which I always thought was, was funky in Man of Steel a super <laughs> where well okay, Clark had a funeral, but how did Clark die? What was the story about Clark dying? Well, I
0: mean, Clark was a journalist, so they could have said that he was covering and got caught in a crossfire, right. collateral but, damage, that know, sort of thing. We never
2: heard that. <laughs> so we just, outbums the scene saying, you know, when, when this hero dies, you also have to kill off the, the um, alter ego too.
0: Yeah, I think there was something in, when we saw Clark's obituary, I think it said something about him being caught or something like that. I think I remember seeing that but I mean but I I get your I get your point but yeah so at this graveside service while Debbie is comforting Olga Omni-Man realizes that the air has turned cold because he can see his breath and here is Damien Darkblood showing up at the funeral and I think it's really interesting that Darkblood doesn't say a lot of words, but he's very pointed about what he does say. And
2: he doesn't use articles, no. which bothered me.
0: Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm kind of used to that because his speech pattern reminds me of the scavengers on The Walking Dead. That was how Jadis talks. So I was like, OK, he talks just like Jadis. And, you know, I keep having to make that Walking Dead connection because this is a Robert Kirkman product so I was like yeah he talks just like Jadis but yeah he he puts it out there to, to Omni-Man he was like yeah seven people dead strongest person on the planet still alive hmm and Omni-Man's like what are you implying you know what he's implying he said it without saying it something's fishy about you still walking while everybody else is nipping, in the ground
2: heard nothing still
0: alive yes. right okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i like it he's the straight into the point. suspicious right but then also at this memorial i mean this is supposed to be a funeral a memorial for fallen comrades and people are there trying to conduct business cecil is there trying to recruit robot to come and work for the gda and form a new guardians team you know, it's just like the meme says, don't kill yourself trying to do your work because they will replace you before your body is in the ground. i
1: to classify that 35 minutes after you're dead. After you're
0: dead. Right. So I, I was just looking at this, you know, like there's just all sorts of inappropriate behavior going on here. Like, how are you recruiting to replace the people whose funeral you are at? That's so callous.
2: He, Cecil's always working. He's always working. He's always.
0: Working. I hate people like that.
2: This is probably the only time he'll get to like really talk to robot. So he just said, "Well, while he's here, I go ahead and talk to him now instead of trying to hunt him down later." That's so inappropriate. Well, it, I mean, it, it, you think he can?
0: You're doing this at the funeral of the people that you are now trying to replace. He don't have replace.
2: time for decor. He's got to make sure the world is protected.
1: He doesn't have exactly. time for that. He's, he's about protecting the world. He don't care. He, he could do it while you're in the bathtub. He's like, look, man, go do this real quick. I'm taking a shower. And we
2: know he has no respect for personal space and privacy. He. Does.
0: Yes, we noticed this later he on does. in the episode when he just automatically appears in Mark's bedroom while Mark is having a so study awkward. day, I had I, I had
1: so, I had so many flashbacks of my early early teen years trying to trying to talk to someone who I liked and being really awkward and failing at it. Man, I I literally flashback. I was like, Oh God, that was terrible. Like I know how you feel. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. And
2: didn't Cecil say I didn't think she'd so ever leave. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is like, I hope she won't leave. You know, see, I don't know. It, it, yeah, C- C- Cecil is always working. I you don't have goodness. time to around for waiting for no sympathy, no nothing. These people are gone. He's. It's almost like what um, Omni Man said. We got to move on. I mean, they're gone. There's nothing we can do about it.
1: And plus, it plus Cecil C- 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 has to put together a new team mm-hmm. to protect the world. There's nobody it's to take a
0: little that. disrespectful as hell to try to recruit to build a new team while you're at the funeral for the old team. I with that, <laughs> but he ain't got he ain't got
1: time to be nice. He ain't got time for
2: all that. Ain't no time. It to depends that. on your perspective. Hmm. They're in the ground. It's over. The ceremony is over. He didn't do it while the ceremony was going on. Everybody's leaving.
0: They ain't even started putting dirt on the coffins yet.
2: Everybody was walking away. It's over. No one stays around for that part. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, we don't.
1: To quote the great philosopher Isma from Emperor's New New Groove, well, they ain't getting any (laughs) debtors. And
2: what what, he has to do, like, what, five days of mourning, 10 days of mourning before he can conduct business. And and second of all, Robot wasn't a member of the team. Robot doesn't have any real emotional connection to these people. So, yeah, he can talk to Robot. Um... Hold up, hold
0: up, up. Because Robot said something later on in the episode about people making assumptions based on his appearance.
2: No, I didn't mean emotional attachment because it's a robot. I mean, like, (laughs) he wasn't a member of the team. He wasn't a part of the group. You know what I mean? So, other than the only thing it seems he has in common with it, as far as we know, is he is... They were superheroes. I mean, that's it. So... You know, it was like he was trying to recruit Mark. Like, if, yeah, that would be disrespectful. He's talking to Mark. Or Aquarius's person who was there for the, if he went up there and said, hey, we need a new Aquarius. You want No, he didn't talk to those people. He went to Robot. Robot who, you know. Right. It was like Robot was wearing a suit or anything. He was dressed up in his superhero costume, cool. ready to go. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> When the Graysons go back to their home after this, and we were talking about Omni-Man, you know, talking about he wanted to order pizza and just the way he was kind of behaving, I won't necessarily say inappropriately, but it was just kind of, he seemed very detached from the situation. You know, like Mark is obviously struggling with the fact that they just buried the Guardians. And, you know, he and Debbie both, I think, in their own right are kind of having this conversation about, oh, this could have been us. You know, we could have been burying dad or we could have been burying Mark. So they're they're both kind of struggling with those things and Omni Man is just like, hey, I want pizza. Hey, you need to get a grip on your emotions and and this whole thing. And we realize afterwards that the GDA is surveilling them from right across the street. My daughter said, Y'all couldn't go a little bit further. Y'all have to be right across the street, surveying? Like, I—I I mean, I don't know. Is super hearing one of Omni Man's powers? Does he not realize somebody's watching him? It's—it's it's just so weird that they're like right across the street.
1: Even if he realized, he's probably unaffected. He's like, "Fuck y'all gonna do? All right, here, y'all can stay there. And here, listen, listen to me, ma- listen to me make love to my wife. I'm gonna do it. Make sure she's real loud this time. Yeah.
0: You know what? <laughs> He's he 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 the he like kind of is. asshole to I do that, it.
1: though, for real. But I, I, I don't,
2: I don't think he. I think he's oblivious because I don't think he. That type of stuff is not something he would concern himself with.
1: Right, because I mean, going along with our theory that he that he wants to take over Earth. I mean, he doesn't. He he eliminated his biggest threat. He doesn't have anyone that he really needs to worry about. He's not worried about Cecil and them. Like, what are y'all going? Y'all can't do anything. I
0: don't know. But, Stop about Cecil makes me think that he might be a little bit he might be a force to be reckoned with, even for
1: Cecil's kind of he he gives me kind of a a douchier Nick Fury vibe. So it's like <laughs> yeah. Yes. He, does. Yes. Really does. he I because mean, it's oh like he, he, he's over everybody, he has a really snarky attitude and he doesn't care about your feelings. So he's, he's very much he's, like yeah, I mean, like Nick
2: Fury is the comic books, not the MCU Nick Fury.
3: Mm-hmm. He's yeah. more—he's
2: more like the Nick Fury in the comic books. Mm. Like he does what he, he does what he does, whatever it takes. He didn't care about your feelings at all, and he's got mm. plans on top of plans on top of plans.
0: Right. The
1: plans behind those plans.
0: He just—he—he he does seem very well prepared. Maybe not as prepared in the sense that you know he—he he didn't think that anything mm. would happen to the Guardians. But he he does seem like he's um I don't know. There's something about him. It's it's like I know that he's supposed to be. I I don't know. Something about him I don't trust. I don't know. It's like all of the characters or all of the main moving parts in this. It's kind of like we're supposed to look at them one way, but then they kind of throw. Things into the mix to make you think a different way about that person. Like I don't know if Cecil is supposed to be trusted. I I still don't even know what Omni Man is all about. Like I know the clues that they've given us and what we've seen from his behavior and what we're supposed to think about him. But I'm also kind of wondering: is that like too obvious?
2: Oh no, you can't. Trust you know, that it's not too obvious. <laughs> he's he's not too obvious. You can't trust. I'm the man at all. I mean, he slaughtered the Guardians of the Globe.
0: So you don't think he was being controlled by anybody? You think that was him?
2: Yeah. It's like Cecil said. He doesn't take orders from anyone. Well, not that I know.
0: That. Not. Right.
1: <laughs> the thing you need to worry about with Cecil is that he, well, he will do his job by any means necessary. Like, he doesn't care about anybody anybody else getting his way. He doesn't care about who he sacrificed I'm getting this feeling from like it doesn't matter who sacrifices it doesn't matter whatever happens he's going to do what he needs to do and he doesn't care who who gets hurt in the meanwhile because he takes the greater good over everything else and, so, and he obviously knows
2: something is wrong with Omni-Man and I think he's, he's letting things play out the way they are because right now he doesn't have anything that he can do about it as far as right yeah. now or, or yeah. as far as we know he could be trying to come up with something but for now he's just going to go with the flow right you know, replace the guardians and and see what happens because if the guardians get slaughtered again he may have to do something mm. mm-hmm.
0: okay now since we're talking about the guardians i do want to go to the I don't know if you want to call them auditions, tryouts. Auditions. Okay, so we're going to go to that, but I want to talk about what happens before that because it also plays into the auditions. So we see a little bit on the relationship front right before these auditions. You know, Mark makes his phone call to Amber, very awkward, very teenage angsty. You know, hey, you want to come over for, you know, for us to hang out? This is cool. But the other thing that we see, Eve goes back to the teen team (laughs) headquarters after the funeral. And she walks into the locker room and you hear like the shower going. So somebody's in the shower and she says something and Duplicate comes out of the shower. And just just the way that she came out, she was like, Eve, I wasn't expecting you back so soon. I was like, she in that shower will, will explode. I knew it, but I was not expecting
1: (laughs) the menage of Yeah.
0: So Duplicate has I guess there's like three of her that are the main Kates. And all three of them are in the shower with Rex and Eve Mm -hmm. catches them all. First of all, we already knew Rex was an asshole. Yeah, we knew he was a douche. The second thing, so as I'm sitting here watching, I'm re-watching the show today because I watched this episode twice. And while I'm watching it, I'm like, why is this voice so familiar? This voice sounds so familiar. So I don't know if you guys watched the cartoon Big Mouth, but the voice actor plays a character named Jay in Big Mouth. If you've never watched Big Mouth, I will warn you now. It is not for the faint of heart.
2: Very vulgar.
0: Like, very vulgar is an understatement.
2: It's obscene. So (laughs) so
0: the character of Jay is like, he's an asshole douchey character on the show. These are all middle school students, but he is like, I don't even know if I want to say it on this show. He's just like, when we say very vulgar, very obscene, like he has a relationship with a pillow in this show. That's that's pretty much all I'm going to say. And listening to Rexplode in Jay's voice, I was like, okay, I can't separate the two now. He's going to be a douche no matter what show he's on. That voice is just, it's a douchey voice for me. And Rexplode is about top tier douche. But not only that. So the, the explanation that Duplicate gives is, Rex told me that you guys weren't together anymore. He said that you were dating Invincible now. Even if she was, you still don't go. And there's just so many things wrong with that. You don't go after the guy that your friend, your so-called friend was just dating. There's just so many things wrong with that. Yes, Rex is the, he's the main dick in this but yeah duplicate she's not, not my favorite hey, person b- right. before,
2: before we go down there before, before we go down that hole <laughs> those holes <laughs> hey, before,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I, I
2: did a little bit of research on duplicate so the most she's ever done is 100 I mean the most duplicate she's ever made is 100 Wow! and apparently her one of her okay. ancestors was cursed and so it's okay. sort of mystic that she does the duplicates okay um she can will them out of existence so and they they can be absorbed back in her body
3: okay oh so so nanda Parbat stuff basically
2: <laughs> yeah i don't I see it's more said. like naruto and his in his um clone jujitsu. Mm-hmm. except okay. except oh, okay. they're okay. They, because you know uh, this is off the subject, but like he can use the clones to learn faster because mm-hmm. all the information they get he gets they mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. same thing with her. Mm. you know every time one of them dies, they all feel that one's pain. they all okay. they, they all have the same experience they all feel it. So you know every time one of those Cates died or was killed, she felt mm-hmm. it. And I don't even
0: know if we. We can't really call them clones because, just like Rex says in this scene, you know, when he's trying to convince Eve, he's like, Oh, no, you know, this this doesn't mean shit. You know, it's not even the real them. You like, know, it's not even the real. real. Case. And and they say, We're all the real yeah, case. Th- that's and the thing.
2: They're not, they're, they, they don't, it's hard. They don't really make a distinction between clones and duplicates. It really mm-hmm. isn't one, but I guess. A duplicate is just that A duplicate. It's the same thing. It's just two of them. Mm-hmm. Not same. like a clone, yeah. which is a copy, which is not mm-hmm. the same thing. That's why their experiences are shared. That's why the information is shared. Right. Um, like there was a discussion about whether or not, you know, when she has extras, what to do with the extras. Are you supposed to kill them? Well, you really can't kill them because that's killing her. And she mm-hmm. gets to experience that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so yeah, but yeah, but back to the other thing. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah, so all of this drama. I, I don't played- think you
2: can, I, I'm going to be on the camp. You can't really blame Duplicate because she was just going based off what Rick said
0: no there is a- no look, look,
1: aunt, there aunt, is a- wait, wait no oh, it's, there's a
2: small there's a small community of superheroes no. and she wants to date someone who's a superhero if he says no. he's broken you up, don't date the
0: one that was just dating your friend and you are all on see, the
2: same you're, you're assuming they're friends what she said. you're assuming yes. they're friends they the not way friends.
0: that Eve acted yes they, 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 are- they
3: were friends yeah you you she basically she broke every girl code rule that you could think of. And the thing of it is, she's watched them together as a couple, so she knows what an excuse my language,
0: what an asshole is. So why would she want any of that? And, and not only that, why would you take his word for it without confirming with her too? Exactly.
2: I'm just playing devil's advocate.
0: No, don't no. <laughs> no, We're she's just, just, she's just for this that movie. girl's just dumb. <laughs> i'm Both sorry of them were in the wrong for this one but that kind of that kind of the the tension here and the drama here kind of plays into the guardian auditions which we can go into now because that was a fun fun sequence watching these auditions so you get the you get all of these different superheroes coming into audition and invisible comes to the audition but he's not going to audition he says that he's already spoken to his dad and his dad is like, no, I want to train you myself. Yeah, your dad doesn't want you on a super team. He wants you separate from them, which kind of makes me, you know, worry that they're gonna be next. But anyway. But that's suspicious. So I mean, why wouldn't you want your newly
3: powered teenage son be a part of basically a teen group where he can have friends talk about experiences? And go through
0: learning together. That's very selfish of him. I'm gonna tell you, we we learned that at the end of these uh, auditions, and I, I, I'll tell you my thoughts about that later. Okay, let's talk about the auditions. So you have all of these different superheroes that come in, and they're supposed to. It's kind of like an elimination thing. They they they're paired off, and they have to fight each other to kind of show off their skill set. First of all, let me say. Whoever wrote this and wrote it so that all of the women are badass, I'm here for it. Because the women superheroes were kicking ass. First of all, you have Eve. She has to go against this really huge, I don't know what this character's name was. He was this big burly dude and he did the little the little peck jumps that we always see Terry Crews <laughs> do when he's shirtless and he's doing this and he gives her the wink so we already know you're this little sexist misogynist asshole and I was just sitting That's there like
1: time to be doing that shit
0: I was like okay Eve I need you to mop the floor with this dude and she proceeds to do just that and the way that they had these auditions set up the first one, two—I think the first, two, no, actually, all three of the auditions that we see are male versus female superheroes, and the women for the first two, at least Eve and then the other one who is shrinking Ray—they completely demolish their competition. I was sitting here like, "Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a new Guardians team that's all women." That's what it looked like, <laughs> you know. At first. And then you get the third pair, which is Black Samson and another one who reminded me of Starlight from The Boys. Did you guys get that vibe too? She was
1: like Starlight. Yeah. He was more like Livewire from the Justice League cartoons to me. Yeah. yeah. Her, her electrical powers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but the, the whole thing, like after, after Adam Eve beat his ass. Uh, and this was like, damn, what got into her? And it's like,
0: <laughs> and Rex is like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, motherfucker, he's probably like...
0: because she was taking out her anger on that dude,
1: all that out, like, and yeah. and then, yeah, and Black Samson, who is a uh, not really, he's not really even technically a superhero because he had powers, but he lost them, so now he has a suit, but. He has experience he's probably he's the most experienced one in there so i think uh, he had been the guardian before he lost his power yeah that's right yeah
3: yeah and i saw this whole whole thing on facebook on one of the groups that i i follow and they were like, okay, it's a black superhero. They did it in the whole why does this name have to have black in front of it and this and that? They went into a whole thing about black lightning and all this stuff. And and I'm like, okay, I, I I get your point, but at the same time, can we just see what this character is going to do, what this character's about? Yeah. Because I thought that was a little much. I mean, this is the first time we're seeing this character and you had to go all, you know, Malcolm X on, you know. Well, I
1: mean, didn't they didn't they watch the second episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier? And didn't they they miss that whole thing with like Black Falcon and Black Kid? I mean, there's a whole parallel there.
3: Apparently not, because the the the, la- the when I went back to check, there was like like eighty responses. I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to go into this. But uh, I think that Black Samson is going to definitely be one of those people that's going to really try to pull them together we're gonna find out i think and again i didn't look ahead that down the line that maybe reason why he lost his powers had probably something
0: to do with with the omni man that's what i was thinking too i was thinking that too because they didn't give us any context it's just that once it was announced that he made the team rex had to make like his assholish comments because Somehow Rex made it on the team, to which it, it, I don't know. So when they, when Robot made the announcement of who made the team of the new Guardians, he announced Black Samson, Shrinking Ray, and then Monster Girl. And we meet this this girl, <laughs> she's like maybe 12, 13 years old in appearance. And Rex looks at her and he starts laughing and he's like, oh, look at her. She's so cute. Wait, isn't there an age requirement to be on this team? <laughs> and she comes back. With... Oh
3: my God. Hold on. Clean the floor. With... Clean the floor. Without
0: even breaking a sweat requirement for this team. And she starts talking about his tiny penis and basically, you know, like, yeah, you've been strutting around here like you've got something to make up for. And he gets upset and, you know, he gets ready to attack her. And she pulls her fist back. He's like, what the fuck? And she knocks him clean, not even across the room. She knocks him out of a window and into another part of the training facility. And then we see her power. She comes down to him. She's like, oh, you must not have seen my tryout. And she literally turns into like a version of the the Incredible Hulk. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This just got real good. First Mm -hmm. of all, the fact that something that little went off on him the way that she did. And the way he was talking to her, he was like very, again, very sexist, very misogynist, very... He was just being an asshole to her, and everybody else was looking at him like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Like everybody had this look, but they didn't stop him. Okay, so she punches him. They get to fighting. I mean, she is kicking his ass, and Invincible looks at Eve and says,
3: "Is
2: this, this okay? Is okay?" She's like,
0: "Ask for it."
1: I'll is allow the- it. Yeah, go ahead.
3: You know, yeah, well, see, this this is the problem that I have with, with, with him as a person, because usually when you're a superhero, you pretty much have a, uh, what would we say, a working knowledge of the more current popular uh, superheroes uh, around you. So he should have known that she
0: could kick his ass. You know what? He seems to me like he's the kind of person that's very self-centered. Mm. and probably doesn't pay attention to anybody else around him. Mm. So that may have been how she went under his radar. But also we learned something about her powers you know a, a few scenes later that may explain why he may not know too much about her because we learned that every time she transforms, it actually de-ages her. She's actually a 24 year old woman, but because of the number of times she's transformed, it's aged her down to where she looks like she's 12 or 13 years old. So if that's the case, maybe she doesn't use her powers as much or she didn't realize until it was too late what the deal was with her powers. And she says it's a curse. So, you know, he, he really seems to me like the type of person who wouldn't pay attention to anybody unless it was somebody that he would perceive as a direct threat. And he probably doesn't you know because you think about all of the superheroes that were there for the auditions we already know from eve's conversation with mark that teen team is the fourth most popular group in the area i don't think any of those other ones they probably fell lower on the totem pole so unless they were in that top three he probably didn't think about her you know he's just again he's making a judgment based on her appearance oh this is a little girl what is she gonna do to me well turns out that little girl can whoop your ass to the point where invincible had to step in and stop her because she probably would have killed him
3: you know uh, okay i i have i have a question that was sort of in the back of my mind when i watched it the first time I'm watching it again now if you know that that's going to be a result of using your powers and you don't want to wind up being a
0: six-month-old, why continue to be a superhero? That was my question, too. My my question was, why would you wait until after the audition and after you've been invited to the team Mm -hmm. to mention this to Robot? Because Mm -hmm. after they make the announcement of who all's on the team, it's, uh, again, it's Black Samson, Shrinking Ray, Monster Girl, Rex, Eve, and Duplicate and eve declines to be on the team because she doesn't want to be on the same team as rex and duplicate robot and invincible both ask her well why what happened if y'all couldn't deduce what happened once she made that statement y'all don't need to be in any kind of position of leadership but anyway um so once they have the team assembled robot gives them this training schedule and part of the training schedule is that they have to go through, what, three combat trainings before lunch or three mm-hmm. in a day? And that's when she goes to him and says, hey, I can't do three combat training sessions a day because every time I transform, it deages me. Isn't that something he might have needed to know before he put you on his team? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's almost like thinking about Bruce Banner and the Hulk in the later Marvel movies when he would not transform into the Hulk and it's kind of like, okay, if you're not going to do what we need you to do, what's the purpose of you being on the team? Why would you you even want to audition to be a guardian if that part of your power is going to prohibit you from being one of the guardians? It just doesn't make sense to me.
2: Well, because with great power comes great responsibility. And she felt the need to help people with her powers. And we don't know if it's something that she has control. I mean, she has control over it now, but we don't know at what point she was able to get control. Like, she... Well, okay, I did a little bit of research. She was cursed. Again, another curse. Mm -hmm. And at first, she wasn't able to control it. And... You know, we don't know how I didn't see how long that was before she was able to do it. So, who knows? I mean, she started out as what did she say, 24?
0: 24.
2: Yeah. And sure. she's progressively gotten younger. We don't know at what point she was able to control it. And maybe she felt responsible, you know, do, to do something with it. If she's going to be a monster, might as well make use of it.
0: But you can still be a superhero on your own terms. But when you decide to come into a group, a group that is managed, they have a, a specific and clear leader who has to like like robot said, I have a small time frame to get you guys into shape for this. There's a lot of moving parts to being part of a team. It can't just be about you. If if her restrictions with changing are gonna affect her overall well-being. As far as her de-aging, you know, she made the comment to robot, well, if you don't want to be changing my diapers, then I can't do three combat training sessions a day. Again, this is something that probably should have been told before you audition for the group. I don't think they should keep her on the team. Hmm? I don't think they should keep her on the team. I don't think so either because they they could have somebody else on the team Who's not going to have those kind of restrictions? Who's not going to have those kinds of um,
2: it, well? It just, well, what you have, you have her as a reserve. Like,
3: I can the go last, with a reserve. Last, yeah,
2: last minute, like, oh shit, this is something more than we can handle, and then you you call her.
0: But right now, she's not a reserve. She is a part of the. Team.
2: No, I mean like, she she still be part of the team, but she would be there in case it was something that the team couldn't handle, you know, whoever was... I still
0: don't think... Without her help. She shouldn't have gone out for the team in the first place, though. Knowing what she knows about her... I
2: mean, if you think about it, the reason why they got Bruce Banner, you know, yeah, but the Hulk, but they really just wanted Bruce Banner's help. The Hulk was just, like, an addition at the... was like an afterthought, really. They didn't want the Hulk to come out. The Hulk wasn't a part of the team. Bruce Banner was. They wanted his brain.
0: Yeah, but that makes sense for that particular team and that particular franchise. What they <laughs> did here with this little girl, I mean, and, and honestly, she looks like a little girl. Yeah, you can tell, you can say that you're 24 all you want. But like she says, when it comes to dating, what is she going to be able to do? She can't date somebody her own age. You know, you look like a little girl. There's not much you can do as a little girl. And then you're further restricted by the fact that you can't change or else you're going to revert to a younger age. That's a liability.
2: Hey, maybe Robot has a plan. Maybe he thought of a plan just being like, hey, I got the idea. You know, let's open up the flaxen dimension and throw her through the portal and and have when her come back. The
0: dimension doesn't exist anymore. So
2: that the dimension, the dimension does a planet. Well, is
0: planet a does does not the people.
2: <laughs> the planet is a wreck.
1: I got a couple thoughts. So first, she said that she deages, but she never said like how much she deages per change. Like she get a deage like. What a couple months every time, or it doesn't say like she deages a year every time that she does it. So there, there's something to be said. It depends on how many days, months, or years she deages. Maybe it's something for how long she holds, she keeps that form. It shows how much she ages or something like that. Also, I have a very. <clears throat> so, here's the thing. This team, the way it's constructed is not really there there has to be a purpose behind it it's not the strongest of teams this team together is not really even is probably going to end up end up knocking the team the team team down some because like the people that they added really aren't okay you got a shrinking girl and you got a monster girl who who become who deages ages when she changes and you have a big black guy who needs a suit to be super so that's not really intimidating. Even Omni Man himself, after seeing this team together or kinda together, kind of shook his head and said pathetic. Like he was like, he didn't he didn't really see he he didn't perceive them as a threat.
0: Right. And that that was my whole thought as far as why he doesn't want Mark as part of the team.
1: This brings me to the whole point of robot. Robot doesn't appear to me as being someone who leaves things out he's he's not really somebody who he doesn't perceive me as a as a machine that doesn't that misses things so he knew he knew he knows all of their strengths and shortcomings he put this team together for a particular reason so then once you get ahead to like the end the ending i think that there's something between him and cecil that Cecil's getting him to create this specific team to, if we're still going, again, if we're still going along the lines of Omni-Man trying to get to dominate the world and take over, like to figure out if he's going to actually spring back into action and try to destroy these guardians of the globe. Because if he could get them to a point where they don't need his help, or the point to where Invincible has to join him or somewhere where they're strong enough to be some kind of threat to him, he might go back and do the same thing that he did to the previous ones. And then Cec- Cec- Cecil will catch him in the act and be like, that's okay. Damn it, I knew you did this shit. So I think, I think that the whole thing with what happens later with, with the whole prison break and shit is, is really feeding into this whole thing.
2: I completely, I completely agree. I think if you if you remember back to the funeral, the private ceremony, Robot was eavesdropping and listening to Damian Darkblood and Omni Man talk before Cecil walked up to him because he was just standing there. And I promise you, he was using his technology to listen. So I'm pretty sure he knows that Omni Man is a threat. So he put together a team that he probably thinks as a team. Could could would probably be able to hold their own against Omni Man oh, just based how? on skill set. It's a lousy skill set. We we don't know. I mean, but, I, I agree with Lori together. But this is why he's doing the test at me. I mean, I know we haven't gotten to the prison break uh-huh. he's, because he's if they can take face. listen, if they can take down the Ma, if they can take down the Mahler twins without Omni Man's help, then that means they were a better team as a team than the Guardians were. Because the guardians were just thrown together as a bunch of superpower individuals. But there's is, there is no
0: model twins now. There is just one because
1: there will be soon. well
0: see here's here's the here's
3: the problem with the team. Everyone on that team, if uh, since Adam Eve is not on the team, they don't have any power hitters. They all have secondary powers. You don't have a Green Lantern type person.
2: Monster Girl is a power hitter.
0: In short but, bursts, but she can't really do but she much. Can't maintain it because right. the more she uses her powers, right? The more it de-ages her. She is not a strength on that team,
2: and we don't know the like Mike said. We don't know the rate. Well, for the well, okay, don't but know. but
3: okay, and, uh, Mr. Little uh, Gambit, and, didn't and, much?
2: Hold on, and Gambit. They put Gambit on the team, right? Okay. The other, Rexload is a is a five and dime version of Gambit. Don't even thank know. you. Gee, I, thank you. Put him in the same category. Right Gambit, but, he's not point. doing but, much. But, well, I don't think he's explored the extent of his powers because even Gambit took a while before he realized he could actually make really big things blow up too.
0: No, but in that first episode when they were fighting the aliens, he was doing all of this stuff, and he said, "Okay, guys." limited capacity he, he was he was coming to the end of no, what he, he was he able was, to do he was
2: running out of change he was running out of pocket change <laughs> you know what
0: this because you saw him throw her teeth he put monster girl's bait. teeth
2: back at her charge so he can pick anything this up and throw it
0: team is just, just because you are not going to tell me that these people that just got picked for this new Guardians team, you're not going to tell me that collectively they are stronger than the first team we saw. That first team we saw, just two of them almost took out Omni-Man. This new team does not have anybody that strong. Uh, I'm saying
2: let's not throw Robot under the bus yet.
0: Okay.
3: Let's
2: see how his plan Oh, okay, out.
3: but okay, okay, Rainbow. but I'm gonna point out one last thing about the team. Your strongest person on the team is shrinking Ray. That's literally she would be the strongest one.
2: Hey, you've seen you've seen what Ant Man can do in the comic book. That's
3: why I said that. That's why I said that.
2: So.
1: And
3: Bumblebee, yeah, she's basically the power hitter.
1: Okay, so also I think that Robot created this team in order to get to get Invincible on the team because he really wanted Invincible to try out. He was like, you're not going to try out? Like, because he, I think before it started, he was counting on Invincible actually trying out and getting on the team. But since he's not on the team, he probably picked people. That's probably one of the main reasons he picked Monster Girl was because she's limited. And he knows that he he probably figures out that figured out that Invincible... Invincible's mind state won't let him let them. Fail. Did, did he put Adam Eve so on the team? He, 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 Adam Eve's on the okay. team. Too. She, yes, she she yeah, she declined. Well he was on. He was on the team, but she declined. So uh, I mean, I think th- these are all these are all things to lead to Invincible joining them and helping them out eventually. I think he to anyway. be like an official member
3: and the other question i have and i agree with you anthony the other question i have is usually with teen teams teen titans all that most of the ones that are on the team are sidekicks how many of the teen teams started out as sidekicks and what were their older versions of them where were they were they not on the team before as guardians i don't
2: think they were side i don't think they were sidekicks i think they they just happened to get together because they were all teens and just formed groups. Okay. All right, I don't think okay. they were I don't think it's like the Teen Titans.
3: Okay. Just a thought.
2: I, I don't I, I don't think. I don't think so. They, they haven't given me any indication that they were sidekicks of anyone.
0: Okay. As far as Invincible joining the new Guardians team, I feel like they were trying to get him on that team because if Cecil does suspect that Omni-Man was behind the attacks and will probably attack again. He probably will be less inclined to attack the new team if his son is a part of that new team, or at least that maybe that's what Cecil is thinking. But at the same time, Cecil told Robot himself, yeah, I didn't expect you to get him on the team or I didn't expect him to try out because we've been trying to get Omni-Man to join the Guardians for years and he refuse you know and he refused he doesn't take orders from anyone why would his son be any different you know but I don't know again the formation of this team I just it I don't know I feel I feel like they were formed just to be bait because again just from what we've seen so far it's not a strong team to me there are too many weak spots you've got Duplicate and Rexplode on this team, that's already gonna be a weak spot because now they have tension between them. They're not gonna be able to work as a team because of what they did to Eve. There's gonna be conflict there. And then the whole thing with Monster Girl, we don't really know the extent of Black Samson's powers. We don't know what kind of powers he had before he lost them. We don't know what the suit does. And I feel like he was only brought on the team because of his, I don't even want to say compassion, but remember when he was doing his audition or his fight and he knocked his opponent down, he reached down to help her up. It was basically one of those where he's going to be a team player. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's the only reason why he was chosen. I just don't, I don't have any good feelings about this team. Especially compared to the team that was before, and that was supposed to be the stronger team. But I mean, we we saw how well that worked for them. If they couldn't hold their hold their own against Omni Man, this new team, yeah, if he decides to attack them, they're dead. I'm sorry, they're dead.
1: Yeah, I just, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a it's a lackluster team to be sure. Especially without Adam Eve, Adam Eve would have probably have been one of the stronger members of the team and now she's not there. Yeah. And Rex, splode, I'm sorry, is fucking worthless until 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 he shows me more uh of something that would I mean because he didn't even phase Monster Girl. If she if he would if he would have knocked right. her I back, the same back thing. a little bit when he was attacking her, then I would have be been like, Oh, okay, that's fine. But but she hmm. but Monster Girl when he Hit her with all that stuff. He literally, she literally was like, "Whatever," and proceeded to mm-hmm. beat his ass. She
0: was like, "Oh, that's so mm-hmm. cute." Yeah. <laughs> she basically regurgitated his words back yeah, to and him. Beat
1: his ass, and so I'm not, I'm not so, I, I really wasn't sold on him since I first saw him. I just like, okay, you're a douchebag, and you make, and you can make fireworks from coins. So uh, you're Jubilee. He's basically the male Jubilee of the team. I ain't fucking with him. <laughs> Whatever,
0: okay. I want to move forward a little bit because while we're talking about people with superpowers and all this other stuff, I need to talk about Doc Seismic. Man, listen. So, Doc Seismic is a quote unquote villain that Cecil comes to Mark about. He, you know, he says, Well, you know, Omni Man is out fighting a kaiju (laughs) in wherever. We need someone to go take care of this. He's at Mount Rushmore. So when Doc Seismick comes into the picture, his whole thing is he's mad at the people who are at Mount Rushmore. He's like, you are praying to these, what what, what did he say? False guys? He was like, they, they, they were oppressors, racists, slave owners. Why are you why are you, you know, worshiping them? And me and my daughter both looked at the TV and she was like, so wait, he's supposed to be the bad guy? Like, this is a villain I can get behind. You know, why are you guys worshiping them? Why are they why are they on a mountain? These are people who were racist. They were oppressors. I was like, I don't know who to root for. <laughs> I I I love
3: him dropping his resume. That was funny as heck.
0: Okay, yes. <laughs> I mean, just everything. So he starts off with that. And then when he and Eve are fighting, he tells her, he was like, why are you fighting me? You should be joining me. He was like, I mean, look at the costume that they have you in. It panders to outdated gender norms or something like that. And she was like, hold up, I designed this costume. And then she was like, hold up. I thought you had a doctorate in seismology. He was like, um, for undergrad, I studied sociology and women's studies. And I minored in African dance. I was like, "Wait, what are we watching here?" I had to leave the room. I was laughing so hard.
1: <laughs>
0: and he was like, well, "Let's not talk about politics. We're talking about this." I was still sitting here rooting for this guy up until he started. Um, until he threatened the family, like there was a family right. on one of the one of the boulders, and the family almost fell into. The mountain and into the lab. I was like, okay, see, you just tried to kill a family. Now I can't be behind you, but up until that
2: point, well, see, he he was the, the exact definition of a mad scientist. Yeah. And, and every time he used the gloves, yeah. he'd get a concussion. <laughs> so his, he was scrambling
1: his brains. It was not that smart.
0: <laughs> that was a funny <laughs> villain. I I can't even call him a villain.
1: I got to give it to him. And that part where where Invincible threw the boulder at him. And he like clipped his um wrist together and put his hand over, it, and and the boulder like broke around him. That was total anime awesome. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that shit was dope. That was that was actually a pretty dope scene. He was it a
0: is. good character. Like, he had morals. He had values. Yeah. He, was he was
1: just his... he just scrambled his own brains and he didn't know. what did was going really cool. on. He it was fun though. His his line right before he fell into the lava, he was like. I should have spent more time working on the jetpack. Then he blew it up in like. I mean, he almost he pretty much set off the super volcano that was supposed to be erupting like two or three years ago that people are trying to get us ready for the end of the world. Mm. But yeah, he was. I mean, he was a good cat. I would I wouldn't mind seeing him in a seeing him a couple more times because I mean he was. Are we sure that he
0: died? Are we sure? no but
3: yeah no he needs to be part of the rogues gallery definitely because he was a lot of fun
0: he was but afterwards mark is sitting there fighting okay first of all we have to say that mark went to go fight this after leaving amber who he has gotten to his house and they're supposed to be on a study date cecil comes into the room Basically tells him, "Hey, I need you to go fight this. You need to decide if you're going to be a superhero or not." So he leaves Amber in his room for an hour while he goes to Mount Rushmore to fight this seismic person. I, I um,
1: and she waited.
0: Uh, okay, yes, that's the first thing. She waited for the whole hour, and then when he gets home, his father sees him. And he's like, "So you mean to tell me you left a girl in your room while you went to go save the world?" And Mark's like, "Mm mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay, that's good. Well, maybe not good for her. But yes, this is what you, you know, you have to make these kinds of decisions. You have to decide whether you want to be a superhero. And he's just sitting there giving Mark this lecture. And Mark just keeps looking at him like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like, will you hurry up? There's a girl in my room I need to get to. (laughs) This show is funny. It's funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's hilarious. And
0: why did... Um, man have a piece of kaiju on the back of his cape.
1: <laughs> that
0: was just that was
3: disgusting and cheap.
1: I mean, maybe he. I mean, he he cut he cut a mortal's tail. He probably cut a tentacle off for later. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know those things get sticky once you hit them a couple times. <laughs>
0: I I noticed it was, it, it was sticking to the back of his cape, and then he takes it off his cape and he goes and he puts it on the kitchen counter. Telling Debbie, hey, want sushi for dinner? Oh, that was the stuff. And she's looking at him like, really? You just want to put that on the counter? Really? But we see later on, Donald is at the site where this kaiju has fallen. And I don't, again, we, we talked earlier about how they make little statements that might seem just regular in passing, whatever. But they seem to have a bigger impact. He's on the phone with Cecil, and he's talking about the kaiju, and he says it's the biggest one we've ever seen. I've never seen Omni Man taken through the rails like that. So, is that to say like Omni Man really had a problem dealing with this kaiju? And yeah, he said. Low,
2: yeah. The, yeah, he said he was on, the first time I've ever seen him on the ropes like that. Yeah, yeah. So he was struggling.
0: So do we think that this is because he's still recovering from his injuries or is it that whatever threats are coming to Earth are getting stronger than he?
1: I think he's probably still recovering because you got to you got to remember, despite killing them all, he took a hell of a beating from them. And those are some of the strongest heroes on this planet that he that all teamed up on him at once. Mm and beat his ass i mean even though he crushed um, red rush's head red rush was beating the fuck out of his chest like he was like he was rapid firing his chest pretty hard and even war woman and immortal were beating his ass too like really like like they were they were they were really piecing him up before he finally was like enough for this shit and and ended up killing him so he he took a hell of a beating even though he regain consciousness, his body is probably still recovering from that. I mean, that's a hell of a beating to take.
0: And then so, he fought the Flaxons after that.
1: Right. And then he went to another dimension and destroyed a planet. So, I mean, <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, you know, he, he has a lot on his plate, poor guy. Bless uh, his heart.
2: And the important thing was Cecil told Donald to keep it on ice. You never know when something like that. Right,
0: because be it wasn't dead. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the karate shot that Donald did when the thing... He
1: was like, doll. No! I love this. That he, He's he's quickly becoming one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. in this. Like, his, like The thing where he was like, he said, what where he saw Damien Darkblood for the first time, mm-hmm. and he was like, and it's just like, wait, I thought you were a, you were an atheist. He was like, he said, like, I'm a
0: practicing.
1: Theoretically. I'm a theoretical atheist. Theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he's, I, I think he's probably going to have a lot of those moments in this series, and I'm here for it because I like I like the kind of the kind of side characters that give you a laugh every now and then. Yeah. So
0: he has some good one liners too, and we learn as we learned from Mark, good one liners are hard to come by. Oh my god, he, was, he tried, and it was not great. And then Eve said something at the end. He was like, "Oh, so there's just no good way to tell those? Like, no, <laughs> just don't." I like the I like the humor that they put in this show. You know, it's very funny. And then, of course, you know, it, they always kind of intersperse the humor with the serious stuff or with the bad stuff, but I like it in the show. It's it's It gives you something to think about, aside from the obvious questions, because, again, here it is, second, no, this is third episode. We still have questions about who Omni-Man is, what his purpose is, and now, I mean, we see Mark is getting a better handle on his powers, you know? He's flying better. He's fighting better. He can land when he flies now. He caught his dad off guard with a punch. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. getting a a quick handle on his powers. And I wonder what that's going to mean when it comes to dealing with his dad. Because again, I really feel like his dad, I feel like that second Guardians team is not going to be around for long.
1: I mean, as long as it serves its purpose.
0: Which goes back to what I was saying
3: last episode is I really believe that uh, Cecil has maybe contacted one of the old school original teams and have them you know sort of you know sitting sitting back waiting you know to help uh, there There has to be somebody other than that because of all the people that they put together and all the people that audition. This is probably the worst version. That they could have done it it seems like it was done intentional
2: yeah so Cecil and Rob and Robot have a plan. It's, it's obvious they have a plan.
0: Okay so let's talk about that plan because I want to go to the prison break now
2: Wait yeah. before we go to the prison break mm-hmm. you know we have the scene of, of Adam Eve going back and taking the pictures off the memory board. I'm really really sad that Ricklode took a picture in her costume. I'm just really sad about that. Wait, I there's missed a picture that. of Rick explode on the memory board of him in her costume. so <laughs> sad yeah. that you did
1: that.
0: I did not see that <laughs> uh, and
1: uh, then he and then he then he gave the usual douchebag apology. He was like, You know, I don't know why I'm like this, uh, but uh, I'm, with you. I'm like, oh yeah, that a little chance.
2: and idea. I'm so
0: glad she left his ass like uh, she's like, no.
2: I would have said Kate's one and two were your first chance, first two chances. (laughs) Exactly, I think I draw the
1: line. He's already blown it three times. (laughs) He did it three times.
0: Right, right.
1: But then that then the scene where she where she flew over to Mark's house and saw him and Amber making out. Props to her for not not being the jealous super jealous superhero and busting in and throwing her out, but actually like kind of hurt, but still feeling feeling good for him being happy with somebody where she said good for you and flew off i it, it was kind of heartbreaking but i mean she she handled it with class like she wasn't just like i'm better than her why are you with her I, i'm way better than she is nah, 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 nah. yeah
0: but okay. i mean why wouldn't she she was going over to mars because he was like backup you know she's like oh my boyfriend turned out to be an asshole. Yeah, let me come over here and hang with you. Um, no. no she just went over
2: <laughs> to talk to him and he... Honigal. Go. I mean, Honigal. You I and mean, these I
1: mean, relationship commentary. I I'm
0: sorry. I, first of all, it's 2021. You don't go to somebody else's house unannounced or uninvited. That's well, I mean, think about
2: it. She, she, well, they're teenagers. She was hurt. And right now, he's the only friend she's really got. So she went over to be like, I just need to talk to somebody. But he's busy and she yeah. did the right thing. She's like, oh, good for him. Because as far as he knows, she's with Rex. He didn't know that they'd broken up.
1: Yeah, no one nobody knows he what happened. Know
0: what was going on. Yes, it does. She told him.
1: They're all, they're all, oh yeah, that's right. She did tell
0: she him. She told him Rex on me with duplicates because Uh-oh. he told Duplicate that we were together. Yeah, they had a whole conversation while they were flying.
2: Oh, they Not did. Exactly. Oh, I, meant, yeah. I almost forgot. That. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. They did. Well, either way, he had already started sowing his field with <laughs>
0: Amber. with Amber. Amber. So, yeah, it's just the way that they were trying to play this whole thing with them. Like they're they're showing that Mark has an attraction to Eve, but also at the same time, he wants to be with Amber. And then they're showing her with Rex, but at the same time, she's becoming overly friendly with Mark to the point where Rex thought, oh, yeah, well, they're together now. I mean, it, 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 it's that whole love triangle yeah, but, but, they the, the, to, that they were yeah, trying no. to use, and that's why I was like, no. They yeah, but see. the
2: pro- the problem with Rex is, you know, when Adam, Adam brought him there, she introduced Rex as her boyfriend and kissed up on him. I well, mean, if,
0: she couldn't help it. Mean, he had his tongue all down her throat.
2: But, but I'm saying, wh- how, why would he, why would Mark even think, you know, oh, okay, well, yeah, at that point...
0: Think about yeah. what William said. That's dating as a teenager. You go and present yourself as the best.
2: <laughs> but I don't think he actually listens to William all that much because whenever he listens to William, things go horribly wrong.
0: I don't know. William kind of helped him out when he was in, a little bit when he helped him in the in the room, he was in the room. He was like, Yo, you need to get rid of these dirty clothes, you need to get rid of these dirty dishes, you need to get rid of the tissue. Do that. tissue know, why is the tissue, tissue, tissue in the motion conveniently on the, desk to the
1: computer? The- uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like,
0: Aren't those supposed to be on the nightstand? Especially given the reaction that he gave when um, William pointed um, them out, he threw them in the trash, but they're all the way across the room on the desk.
1: I mean, they're by his computer. I mean, you know, it's... It well, okay,
0: yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: long, long gone are the days when you keep magazines under your mattress. I mean, so I've heard. <clears throat>
2: no, you put them in a magazine <laughs> box. Personally about that. You put them in a
1: magazine box, under bed box. Right, or a shoe box. Or... But I don't know anything about <laughs> Again, that. I have no idea. Maybe. I don't maybe know about do that. This. I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> Where do you keep magazines
2: of? Especially or, if you have too many to actually just stuff under your mattress, like yeah, it's like I mean, then you kind of have to put
1: them in your closet. And I mean, y'all are some, giving
0: way <laughs> too much commentary. I mean,
1: I would suppose <laughs> i am mean, not that I know anything about. it. I'm
2: just saying. I mean, just said. I mean, if, if you can sit there and and trash all the women on the show.
0: <laughs> trashing her, I would basically what I first was duplicate.
2: Well, Second, Adam e.
0: Okay, first of all, I wasn't trashing duplicate. I, I was know, giving I a fact. Know, you do not, you <laughs> absolutely do not screw the maybe ex-boyfriend of your friend, especially without, first, getting confirmation that that is an ex. Second, um, y'all are teammates and y'all are friends. That's a big no-no. Then, but then, Go then you
2: got on Adam e for going over to see, to see Mark, her friend. See that was just needy. Oh, okay. That no no that
0: was
3: that was just needy and wanting to see and I'm using this as going to see if she's still pretty. That's what she was doing. She was going to see if she could pull 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 him because she's feeling some type of way about him and her. He-
0: Well, see, I don't even. even She was
1: using Mark as a rebound.
0: See, that that was my issue. Like, that's why you're going over there. Not not necessarily because, you know, just because you need a friend. But I mean, if this this is the guy that you already, like, everybody already assumes that y'all are together. Like, the people at school assumed y'all were together because y'all left after school one day. Like. Y'all haven't been paying attention, this is actually the first day that they've been friends, so all of a sudden they're supposed to be together. But yeah, that that was my whole issue with her, like you're going over there because Rex just tried to apologize to you, just tried to get you to take him back. And you're like, no, but instead of going and finishing packing or doing whatever you were doing and dealing with it in that way, you go to quote unquote be the what, what about to, what
2: about Amber though? Amber wasn't interested in him until he got his face pummeled, and like it then it looked like, um, that Eve was interested in him and Eve being the most popular girl, so she all of a sudden is curious about this guy, this dork that no, I, well, I, I, I
0: uh-uh, no, 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 because here's the thing because Amber was flirting with him before Eve came into the picture granted yes it was after Todd punched his face in but like he said you you didn't even notice me until Todd you know until I stood up to Todd for her like she said guys have tried to take up for me before but you actually stood up to him that was what put him on her Mm -hmm. radar she was like oh okay this is not a coward
2: I think Eve had something to do with that too
0: no because this was she had interest in him before eve even came into the picture it just so happens when she was like oh let me go talk to him that was when she saw him leaving with eve and she was like oh okay but she was interested in him before Eve before eve was a thing
2: Mm -hmm.
0: then after that that was when she went to william and she was like so is he dating eve and william was like i wish oh no he's very much single you want his number william is the (laughs) wingman but yeah no she totally was into him before Eve
2: I wouldn't go as far as say totally into him well, she was curious
0: she was flirting she with him was and she was being very suggestive with him before Eve came into the picture she you know she she was very flirty with him so yeah but I mean i I got a problem with the fact that she didn't notice him before all that stuff too but I mean it's just y'all know how it, well. Lori and I have had this discussion before when we're talking about legacies. Stop always trying to make teen angst and teen romance part of the story. Mm -hmm. They have bigger fish to fry. Somebody is out there killing superheroes. They don't need to be worried about who's screwing who. They need to make sure that they're not going to be next on the list. Exactly. Eve just got out of a relationship and apparently she and Rex have been together for a while she needs to kind of let that breathe and and get some space before she tries to go pursue somebody else yeah, yeah see but
2: like you said they're they're like 17 years old though you know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's know.
0: she uh, like I
3: said she only went over there to like I said make sure she was still pretty and you know she should have just gone but see when you're 17. That's not what
0: you do. You do what she did. And
3: well,
2: she did. I, like Mike said, she did the mature thing. Oh, good for him. And she, learned.
0: Yeah, and, and I give her credit. Yeah, I'll and give her credit. I will say about the way they've written her character because what you see a lot of times in romance, whether it's teen romance, even adult romance, somebody gets wrong, somebody gets cheated on, the cheater comes back, I apologize, I won't do that again, I'm sorry, you know I didn't mean it, I love you. And then take them back and give them a second chance. She didn't do that. She basically was like, deuces, I'm gone. I like that they wrote her character in that way because she does not need to depend on this relationship to define her. That's why I was kind of disappointed that they made her go over to Mark immediately afterwards because like Mike said, that looks like a rebound thing. Like, oh, Rex disappointed me he did this. Okay, I'm going to go to the reliable guy. It just I I just don't like that whole thing.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, it's just, it's just like the, you know, in case of in case of breakup break glass break guy.
0: Right. And I don't think Eve as a character needs that. You know, don't just show us that these female characters are strong just on the physical aspect. Make her emotionally strong too. Okay, my boyfriend just cheated on me. Okay, you know what? Let me break up with him. Let me make sure that I don't let him back in with the emotional blackmail that he tried to do. And let me heal from this and move forward. That's what I want to see. But of course, we already know that's not going to happen. There's going to be this whole mark is going to be torn between the two. I already see it coming and all this other stuff. So yeah, but can we talk about the prison break now?
2: Yeah. <laughs> is it me or did they make that guy look intempsian like Captain
1: America? I was so I was hoping he was mm. like John Walker so when he got his ass beat, I was like, yes! Yes, yes flop his hand around and, and do all the other shit when to beat that motherfucker up. Discount cap ass. Okay, I digress.
0: <laughs> but these Mauler twins, so somebody is orchestrating them breaking out of prison and at first i'm gonna be honest i thought it was omni-man because of course they had they had the person who was you know at the controls in shadow and that's kind of the way that he appears in dark blood's visions when he was doing his investigating about the murders Mm -hmm. so i really thought it was omni-man
2: i thought it was cecil because it's because at first it was like he wasn't letting the person wasn't letting him kill anyone so then i thought well maybe it's cecil because he wants to test out the new team right i was close (laughs) yeah right around there
0: but yeah but i mean none of the humans or nobody inside got killed but those marla twins well uh, okay
2: Technically, they're not twins.
0: Yes, that's what I was about to say. Technically, they're not twins, so that probably does explain what happens next, because I don't remember which one was supposed to be the original and which one is not, because they both say that they are the (laughs) original. Yeah, I think
2: that's a really gag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But one of them sacrifices the other so that they can escape, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I would say I miss you, brother, but I can make more. Yep. I was like, okay, so so the Mala twins, I guess, are supposed to be like one of the stronger villains on Earth, and that's why they're so difficult to deal with. Am, am, am I interpreting no. that right? No, I think
2: you're right. Like, you're that's sure.
0: probably why, because they had some other villains in those cells next to them that looked a little more intimidating than the Marla Twins, there was one guy who took up like the whole room because he was right. so big and there was something else that looked like I don't know, it looked like a, a some kind of Venus flytrap thing with
2: It, the it could that. be one of those things where they're they're strong enough to, to get what information robot and Cecil want but they're mm-hmm. not so strong that if it gets out of the hand, there's a problem
0: okay
2: you know maybe not like the top tier villain maybe like right below
0: right
2: not quite to the level of you know seismic man but a little bit (laughs) above that i mean it's two of them they're pretty durable yeah um they gave the guardians a run for their money they're just they can just be dumped.
0: So So what do we think is going to happen with the, I I can't even say Mahler twins now, with the lone Mahler guy that has now escaped? Like, are they going to use him to test the new Guardians and then see how Omni-Man reacts to that? Or is this just a test for the Guardians to kind of get them up to par with the old Guardians or to get them I guess strong enough to base omni man if
2: it comes down to that. I think I think you I think you may be kind of jumping ahead. I think initially this is just I need to I Robot put a team together and he needs he needs for he and Cecil need to evaluate them to see what okay. they do. And, and and the way Cecil works, this is a start. We need to see how this works out here. And then they'll move move forward from there. And Robot okay. needs to see how they work together as a team, and you know how they use their power. Do they use their powers effectively as a team? And also, okay. it gives them the chance to see, you know, the Guardians took these guys on by themselves and struggled. So, mm-hmm. how are the new Guardians going to do? Are they going to be up to par? You know, are they just going to get their clocks clean? So they, wow. and I think thinking ahead to Omni Man, maybe you know, as far as Cecil concerned. He probably knows that these guys will stand a chance against somebody So he's not worried about that. But we just need to see what we got right here. Is is this
1: group going to be able to deal with the issues that come up for now? Okay. Also, I think this is this is a ploy to get Invincible into the fold too because he knows they're not ready. He knows they're probably going to end up getting kind of ragdolled. So he's probably, which means that Adam Eve is probably going to go against her better judgment to try to help them. And then when she struggles, Invincible is gonna come along and try and end up trying to help them too because he's trying to save Adam E. So I think this is just like a kind of domino thing to get Invincible on the in the Guardians, which is gonna piss his dad off, and then and and then potentially all hell will probably break loose. Okay. Because I think one
2: of the reasons Robot put so many team tight team team members on there (laughs) is they have a record of working together so he knows kind of how they're going to operate as a team he's got to get these other guys integrated and see how it works Yeah, yeah
0: but the the bad thing about that is the people that you put on your team even though yes they're used to working together there's now conflict there they're not going to work as well as a cohesive unit now.
2: Well, this this will be a chance to see if they can leave all that stuff as, as Omni-Man said, you got to keep that stuff separate. They're teenagers. <laughs> well, that's what you got Black Samson for. I'm sorry, Samson. I swear to God. <laughs>
0: well, he calls himself Black Samson. I'm <laughs> assuming that was the name that he chose. So we're going to call him black samson because that's what his name is i mean they'll
1: call, they call her asian duplicate
0: but she probably didn't choose that name she chose the name duplicate uh,
1: you know I it's, it's
0: different it's different from black samson and falcon falcon is not black falcon he is falcon that is the name that he chose chances are black samson is the name that black samson chose and i'm sure we'll probably get a little bit more um information about him maybe in future episodes or maybe in the next episode because i'm sure we're gonna find out how he lost his powers or at least i hope we're gonna find out how he lost his powers
1: was there an evil white Samson to, to oppose black Samson? It's, I think I maybe mean,
2: he did it like, he didn't want people to get confused when he arrived on the scene and think that he was maybe there's like a gray Samson. Like, a gray. We're looking for Samson. I'm black. I'm Samson. I'm just I'm saying
3: black Samson. I'm just saying he better not have had a background of being a street entrepreneur with women.
1: No, nothing. no, no. He, he, he was, he was 100 percent really athletic in school than his powers. Maybe went
0: to Olympics.
1: Yada yada yada. Yep. Exactly.
0: Oh my goodness, that 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 backstory is going to be interesting. Trope,
1: trope, trope.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we, we can probably debate that once we find out a little bit more about his background. So let's talk about Debbie. First of all. I think Debbie suspects that her husband is not being truthful.
3: Oh, I think she knows yeah. she's not being truthful.
0: Uh, there, There's something about him, like when certain things happen, when, when Cecil was questioning him at their house in the last episode, she kept cutting her eyes to know that when he was answering the question, she's looking at him like, this is not right about his answers. So she's in the house in this episode, and Damien Dartblood comes to see her and he's also asking her questions you know so has, has he t- and of course he's not talking like this because like Anthony says he doesn't use articles when he's speaking but he's basically like has he told you anything has he said anything and she's like no he doesn't remember and he's like mm-hmm mm-hmm and he said something to her about he knows what she fears, or something like that. So, is it possible that he can sense that she might know something or that she might suspect something? Because we already know he suspects something, even though he's not being very, um, he's not being very blunt about that fact because he doesn't have the proof yet, right? It could be.
3: I, I, I don't think so i i think that it's more putting the clues together and not having proof for, for him with her um mm-hmm. i think that she probably didn't pay attention until mark got his powers and now that he does she's seeing that her husband is different like a, a switch flipped off and inside of him or something right because okay. when we first see her, she's not
0: acting the way she's acting now. So Right, that's true. But she also, she saw Damien talking to Omni at the uh, Grayside service. And so now that he's shown up in her house, she's like, okay, what's going on? She's trying to figure out what's going on. And then, of course, Nolan hears her talking in the kitchen and he comes to ask her, you know, is everything okay? When she looks, dark blood is gone. I think he asks her if she's okay. She's like, Yeah, I'm just, I was just working. I'm just going to go upstairs. And when she goes upstairs, he realizes that the air is cold in the house. So, of course, he knows that that means that dark blood has been there, which means mm. that your wife just lied to you about who she was talking to. So now he's got this look on his face like,
3: mm. Hmm.
0: So. I I don't know. He 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 might start thinking that Debbie is betraying him and that might change the way he thinks and reacts to other things now. You know, maybe 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 if he thinks that Debbie is betraying him, that's gonna that'll probably clear his conscience for anything that he has planned and was maybe skeptical of because of mm. Debbie and Mark. Now maybe he's gonna be like, okay, well that's how it's gonna be. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, this is gonna get it's getting see? interesting. I, I get to see like I wanna see how he handles Dark Blood. Like, is he gonna figure out a way to send him back to hell? Or like get him off his trail somehow? Yeah. Um All right. Um
0: Yeah shout outs, Mike.
1: I got shout outs. Yeah. Okay. Shout outs to the music in this, first of all. The music they were when they were trying out. And then there's like the other music. Like the first song was mm-hmm. a song by Soul and DJ Shadow called Rocket Fuel. That joint was fire. Then the other one they had in there is um, it's a, is a Danger Mouse featuring Run the Jewels and Big Boy. That song is incredible. I uh, was like, man, shout out to Amazon Prime for putting the name of the music yes. in the mm-hmm. in their X-ray mm-hmm. shadows when they show you, like, the characters and stuff. shout out to them for putting that in there. Um, also, shout out to Kyrie Payton for being <laughs> yeah. Black Samson, that dude. I, can't, I I was waiting and waiting for him to say booyah. I was like, I need Wrong that booyah. Like, you got to give it to but me. Yeah, was, bitch, was, you that that shit. No. No. No, Ky- Kyrie plays Cyborg. Yes, Kyrie I plays Cyborg in Teen Titans Go. He's
0: no. also King Ezekiel on
1: the, the Walking Dead. I don't care if he's the wrong. I don't care if this is the wrong character here. He she still needs to say it. That's that's Kyrie's line. on it. He needs to say it. Also, the the chick that does um, Monster God and Shrinking Ray's voice is Gray Griffin. She did the voice of Daphne right. for most all the recent Scooby Doo's, and she one Wonder woman's voice in Teen Titans in episode Teen Titans Go. And in that episode of Supernatural, she did she did Daphne's voice in that one. In that. Car.
0: Yep. and okay. She's also Azula in um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. My daughter pointed that out. She was like, "I know that voice."
1: <laughs> also, for book nerds, the three books that that William got for Mark to read up on to study, um, the authors were uh, Naeem Khan, who's an Indian stylist. Uh, Margaret Atwood, who of course wrote *Handmaid's Tale*, and Tanay C. Coates, who wrote *Between the World and Me*, and he also does comics. He just, he just, he's doing a run of Captain America right now, which is being Roll, talked about pal. a lot. Like on both sides, like a lot of the people are either mad at him or like saying, "Get the fuck out, like do that shit." So he also did
0: some of the Black Panther comics too. Yeah, right? he also, he did, also did Black, Black Panther.
3: When yeah,
1: the movie, when the movie came out, he did a run of Black Panther too. Yeah.
0: And, okay. and it was because
3: of that book that he wrote. Uh, what was it, about five or six years ago. Yeah, between that, re- yes, which really got his attention because he was on nobody's radar until then, and he's really done a lot, of really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, he's really cool shit. Yeah, shout outs to him. Um, this is a good episode. I'm I'm waiting to see to see what to see the new the new guardians fight the fight the Marlow brothers. I'm interested to see how how Mauler one makes Mauler two, because it'll be interesting to see how how he creates like another one. And mm-hmm. you know, I wonder if he if so if he's cursed like duplicate is or they're related like that's actually a sister or something.
0: You know what? I don't know if he is, but there was another prisoner who was mul- multiple. I saw that the, had the boy. Multiples and I was- I was like, "Oh, is that duplicates like brother? Is it?
2: Oh, oh you're not
0: in your head. Okay, so you did some research.
2: Mo- multi Did You
0: just- say it was multi multi.
1: What was his name? Like multi Okay, multiple. okay. Multiple. Duplicate and yeah, multi Oh my god. Yes. It, that, that's so corny. I could I could swear I wrote that shit. Like,
0: damn. So he, so he's I a mean, uh, not so good
2: guy.
1: Here. We don't know why he's in there.
0: Well, we you, you don't know. Okay.
3: Just, okay. just because you're in a superhero facility doesn't mean you're necessarily a bad guy. It's, it's a not, super a, it's not just prison prison prison. a
2: facility. Yeah. It's the a prison. Desert.
3: I was being nice. <laughs> I was being nice. It's a super a max serious prison. security
1: yeah. system for anyone who was scared. I was being they, nice. they also have, Delta, they have really good chicken pot pie apparently. Apparently.
0: Uh, apparently. <laughs>
1: also also shout out to um shout out to invincible learning how to become a human drill in south dakota like like that, that was just, i was like yo did he just become a drill and go through there like he's learning he's picking up a lot of stuff well well mm-hmm. some, whatever if he's taking physics
2: that physics lesson about you know your angle vectors is that in physics and mm-hmm. algebra three I'm just saying. He's you know, like, oh, he's following with it. I can't, like, go straight and then down. I got to do a vector.
1: You got to cut him yeah. off. Yeah. Shouts to being smart and becoming a drill and going through the earth like Superman. Uh, apply, applying exactly. that stuff that they always say. When do you use that in the real world? Okay. I got, I got beat because my mother is a mathematician. She drilled algebra into me, and I said the exact same thing. And every time I figure out what's 25% off of something, I'm like, thanks, mom. I'm saying to everybody listening to this podcast, use algebra every day. Do not at me, do not at my mama, at your own mama.
0: <laughs> and on that note, I think we're going to end the episode here. We're going to end the show here.